I'm Sean. I'm Kate. I'm Lisa, and this is Watcher Harry, a podcast where three obsessive and slightly drunk friends discuss the wider Harry Potter universe. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being with us once again. Uh, we want to give an extra special warning for this episode because we will be using very sexually explicit language. <laughs> I think. We're not sure. Um, so this episode is all about um, the Hogwarts himbos. We'll, we'll explain what a himbo is, um, but we're going to essentially just be ranking who the hottest folks are at Hogwarts and who we probably want to sleep with and marry and uh kill so i hope that sums it up are we, are we doing kill fuck marry everybody almost certainly yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah Alrighty. keep your kids away from this one guys yeah i already said fuck but we're gonna be saying that a lot so <laughs> okay so before we start the episode what are you guys drinking today I am drinking, well, I have one on deck, but I'm starting with a Stone Hazy IPA, uh, and then my beer on deck is a Bex. (laughs) So I just took what was in the fridge. Nice. Um, I am drinking, I don't know, um, it is a shitty bottle of wine that um, my friend pulled out of the recesses of our cabinets, um, and I thought my roommate might be saving it for something special, um, but um, my friend looked it up, and it turns out it was $8, so I decided to drink it. Perfect. And I am drinking um, this, like, chai mead seltzer sort of thing you fucking would we uh yeah i would um <laughs> we went to maine last month and we went to this like meadery meadery sounds right but it also sounds like meadery which means like mm-hmm. they just like serve meat yeah not that um so i guess wherever you would make and sell mead with a d uh yeah. and they make this like cool because you know how like meat is like just like kind of like wine Mm-hmm. Um, so they do like a kind of a mead that is also like a hard cider or seltzer or something like that. And they had this chai one, which tastes like fall and is wonderful. It is also way, it is like seven or 8%, which is a lot stronger than I typically drink for these episodes. But I yeah. thought for what we were talking about, it was probably <laughs> appropriate and I could get a little drunk for this one. Yay. Yeah. Shot. I think that was our big plan is that we're going to get a little drunk for this episode. So you're all in for a really weird treat. Yeah, we're not talking about healthcare systems this no, time. This time. Yeah, I know we said uh, last episode in the time travel one that we had maybe not done the amount of research we should have. I mean, that is, I mean, take that to the extreme on this one with very, very little. This is more feeling. This is more vibes. Intuitive. This is very intuitive. There is no real research going into this. Yeah, and I'm we know what we like. We know what we like. We know what we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as Kate said uh, in the intro, we are talking about our favorite, beloved Hogwarts himbos today. So we we will be uh, specifically addressing the the male sex at Hogwarts. Hopefully we will do an episode later where we will give the women the attention that they deserve, uh, perhaps an entire Molly Weasley episode. Yes. <laughs> Most beautiful vivacious woman in the harry potter universe fertile so fertile fertile. but but for today we're we're focusing on the men um so our plan is to do kind of a power ranking of our seven favorite himbos at hogwarts uh we're also gonna play some rounds of 
kill fuck Mary with uh, the Hogwarts men. Do you, so do you guys want to, do you guys want to start with an explanation of himbo or do you want to dive right into kill fuck Mary and then get into uh, the main event? I'd like to start with a question for you yes. two. Uh, it's going to become very clear how much we haven't discussed this. So we're talking like men, right? But do they have to be humans? <laughs> Ooh, I don't think so. No, I would say no. No, okay. I don't think so. I think we all know who I'm talking about. Do, do we? I don't know that do I we? do. So I'm really we'll excited to hear what happens. Okay. Um, I think let's end on a really fun note. Um, and end with fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. So we'll start out off with, um, what is a himbo? So you guys, you guys are familiar with this term? Yes. Lisa and Kate. Not until you said it, Correct. not until you started saying it a lot when we decided to do this podcast. So neither, okay. Neither of you are familiar with this. No, no, no. Right. Okay. So a himbo is a combination of the words him and bimbo. So it is a slang term for what Wikipedia calls a beefy but vacuous man. Love it. So Great. this basically means that they are like very, very hot, but very, very dumb. But most importantly, they're also very nice. So like himbos are good huh. guys. So like okay. example, so like examples of himbos would be um like hercules in the disney movie hercules or like like thor in like the new thor movies uh kronk in emperor's oh, new kronk. groove does that, does oh, that or make like sense? buzz lightyear like but i i guess i <laughs> if that never... weird, i'll take that i'm gonna take let's edit that out <laughs> no we have to keep it in the rule never... when you say edit that out is <laughs> you have to keep it in buzz lightyear interesting that no, I like that. I like that for you, Lisa. <laughs> to each his, each her own. That's so funny. I like. I'm into Buzz Lightyear. I just feel like he fits the mold. He's like the beefy hunk who shows up and like displaces Woody, but he's so kind and like everyone likes him. Yeah. So you don't you don't think Woody's hunky? No. I mean, he's. Well, I don't. I don't know. I didn't think Buzz Lightyear is hunky. And yeah, like, but everyone else thought he was hunky, right? People like think even Woody's though hunky. Peep was like. Whose people? Oh, Bo Peep. Bo yeah, Peep like, turns out to be not a lesbian. I just wish she was. No, she was super <laughs> into Woody. In the fourth. Which is like the opposite of lesbian. Okay, just Woody. because yeah, but, she wears pants in the fourth movie doesn't mean she's a lesbian. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. And that's exactly why I was so confused for the first 20 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Well, and then Jesse's into Buzz, throwing all the lesbians off the scent. Seriously. Yeah, so everyone's I will say, so I love this because uh, I'm like, my sexuality has no bounds or limits. And so I'll like typically date women. But like when you bring up himbos, I'm like, that's my type of man is like the like the men's rugby team. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That type of just like beefcake idiot. Not idiot. That's weird. Just like they all know who they are. They know who they are. I don't want to meet your mom, but you're doing something right. So that's like like a himbo is exactly my type. If I'm going to go that way, so do you, do you do either of you lean toward toward himbos? I mean, I feel like the your definition of what you just described. I mean, you all knew me in college, so I feel like 
<laughs> that, that hits the nail pretty much on the head. Yeah. But I feel like now as I've gotten older, maybe less so, yeah. probably less so. Um, but I don't know. Maybe not. So, I mean, like my, my husband is not a himbo, but in general, like, I don't think they need to be smart. Right. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. All right. So now that we've established what a himbo is, that obviously has repercussions for our conversation, because I think that there are men in the Harry Potter universe who like, I would typically say are like hot but they're not himbos and therefore do not belong on this list. Correct. Like young Tom Riddle. Young Tom Riddle, super hot, not like a himbo. Super hot, definitely not a himbo. Uh, Lucia, Lucia Malfoy. And I Draco Malfoy. Very hot, both very hot. If you like blondes, not himbos. Mm-hmm. Albus Dumbledore, young Albus Dumbledore, very hot, not a himbo. But, you mean well, Jude Law? Jude correct. Law. Jude I think Law we're just very assuming hot. only if he is actually Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law, hot, not a him. Mm. True. Agreed. So yeah. we have so we have to keep that in mind when we're having this conversation that there are people who will just not naturally make this list. And it doesn't mean that we don't love them, that we do not think about them in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. It just means they are not appropriate to this conversation. Yeah. And if you feel passionately that that we're missing someone or that we discuss someone and determine they're not a himbo feel free to comment on the instagram post that accompanies this episode let me put it up okay so i i ranked who i thought the seven top himbos of the harry potter universe this is the book universe i didn't go into um like again extended universe stuff i didn't go into fantastic beast movies these are like purely in the books i tried not to be like I, I try not to take into account the actors who play them, although in some cases like that did end up coming into play. Like there are a couple of characters that for whatever reasons, I have a harder time separating their uh, movie portrayal versus like their book portrayal. Yeah. Um, so if you, when you, if, and when you guys disagree with me on this list, Make make your make yourselves known. I am just saying that this was my personal ranking, my power ranking of himbos in the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Okay. So I had seven because as we know, seven is an intensely magical number. My number seven, we'll start at seven, we'll go down to number one. My number seven is Dudley Dursley. Oh God. But okay, so I, I get the argument, right? He like has like a little bit of a change of heart, but he is not kindly. He is a giant school bully. He gets sent home all he, the time. He changes he changes Lisa. He doesn't change at school though. He changes maybe for Harry like slightly. Well, for like five you, minutes. What do, you, what do you care what he does at school? What, who cares? It's who he, he is as a person. You're not, not there. We're not there. We don't know. We don't know he's what he's a, like. No. All right, hold I don't on. Let agree me agree with Dudley. You don't me, sound like an ally here, Sean. Let me make my let me make my case. Let me make, let All me right. make my case. So, well, as I have said before, I am waiting till we do our like Muggle Dursley centric episode because I think there is a much more nuanced portrayal of them than J.K. gives us in the books. My reasons for putting Dudley as number seven, and honestly, I would argue he could probably be ranked higher, but so. Dor- well, for, let's just start with physical attractiveness. Okay. 
So we get confirmation in order of the Phoenix that Dudley has become an absolute beefcake. Okay. So what language? First chapter, (laughs) chapter Dudley demented. He is described like this. Okay. Quote, Dudley was as vast as ever, but a year's hard dieting and the discovery of a new talent, which is a boxing had wrought quite a change on his physique. Now, that is very he's suggestive still, language. He's still a blonde man, though. It's just like doesn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as a baby, he was described as a blonde beachball. Yeah. Okay, well, he's not a baby anymore. I know. But, and I get that. He has had a physical change. And like maybe physically, he would fit the profile of a himbo. But personality-wise, I disagree. And I also kind of think like, I yeah, D- Dudley is dumb. He fits that. He's. All right, so he's so right now, my man big, my man big D is hot and dumb. Big D, big D. (laughs) We are so close to himbo territory. Okay, so I just need to what? I just need to prove kindness to you. That he's a big dumb. Yeah, but he's he's a big hot dumb right now because he's just because he's like goes through all of the things where he like leaves Harry a cup of tea outside the door. Yes, it's very sweet. Like that is sweet. It's like carrot. His he's he's has a character arc, Lisa. He's changing. He leaves him the I don't tea. Think you're gonna be able to convince me. Uh, when when the Dursleys in, in um Deathly Hollows, when the Dursleys are leaving for safety, he expressed worries about Harry. He asks why he isn't coming. They shake hands. He tells him that he doesn't think he's a waste of space. We find out later in the epilogue that uh they they become somewhat friendly later in their life. Him, you know though. what? I I think I will never see him in a himbo way, but there is something to be said for the for the character arc here, and also just it's not his fault that his parents were absolutely grotesque. As yes, people. Lisa. Can I just say that like Hestia Jones, right? She's the one who comes picks them up with Daedalus Diggle. She even says all he said was I didn't think you're a waste of space. That's not a great kind thing to say. I'm with Hestia. But she doesn't oh. know She doesn't know their relationship. I don't care. Yeah. She's right. He can't say it. Wait, did he say it in front of? Yeah, Brennan? he said it in front Petunia. of them. So um, yeah. He probably- because Petunia like cried and she's like, oh, Dudley, what a nice thing to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's put the Dursley episode on the schedule because- Oh, they get like a whole, yeah, they definitely get a whole episode. We need to talk about them. It's not his fault that they treat Harry like garbage and raised him to treat lesser people like garbage. So he basically, he went through all of that character development, like on his own without any support from his deeply bigoted parents. Mm -hmm. Also, he's real hot and like big and dumb. But we don't know that he's hot. We just know that he's big and dumb. I mean, if he's Sean like knows that he's hot, because you are so hot for Dudley Dursley. I mean, if we're going You're in, so hot for him. Listen, and if we're going into the movies, the character who plays Dudley, he did prove himself to be a real cutie patootie in Queen's Gambit. So, did he? Because I am looking at a picture of him right now. Did you watch Queen's Gambit? It's real good, and he's real cute in it. It got really sad, and I stopped. So I'm oh. not sure. Um, I promise it, it gets much better. It doesn't stay sad for very long. No, and, and Dudley's more cute in it. Right. Okay. 
Well, he was very cute. And he has kind of a weird, like the actor has sort of a weird face. It's like they moved all of his features right into the middle eyes. of his face. Yeah, his like, they like, like. I think he's kind of cute though. You can't see my hand motions, but the sound makes sense. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you appreciate him, Sean. I, I get the sense, Lisa, that you are not convinced. No, I wouldn't say I'm super convinced, but I also don't necessarily have like, I've been sitting here the whole time trying to figure out if I could like motion to have like X character replace Dudley on the list. Yeah. I'm going to keep thinking. Yeah. But I don't currently have one. Yeah. I, you know, I agree. I don't really, now that I know himbos need to be um, not that smart, it's kind of more difficult. I would love to see how Dudley treats his mother. I think that's the make or break for me. If oh, he, he was, does like, love his mom. See, nice Dudley- he is nice to her he is maybe a little bit of a brat yeah but like he was raised to be a brat like they encouraged him to be a brat yeah but like they're like he loves his parents very much that's a that's in the like pro column for me then you guys can think about this get back yeah sleep on it opened my mind here sean (laughs) (laughs) all right who's next on your list shawnee so my number six spot I, so I really struggled on whether to put Harry Potter on this list <laughs> because I do think Harry Potter, God bless his soul, is a big dumb fuck. However, we spend so much time inside his head that I just yeah. like can't see him as a himbo. Yeah. So instead I put his father on here. So I have James Potter as number mm-hmm. six. Yeah. He's not a beefcake, though. He's stringy like a string bean. So I did, and I, I did struggle with this, Lisa. You are correct. I more put him on here because he was such like the stereotypical like jock, kind of like shallow, popular guy. Um, I guess not necessarily very nice. I guess it kind of depended on who you talked to. Snape would not say he was nice. That's true, but like. Most people, I think, especially later in life when he like kind of grew out to be like, but then that wouldn't make him a Hogwarts himbo. That would make him just like a regular himbo. <laughs> just an adult himbo. Just an adult himbo. So. A different episode. See, I don't know. Now I'm arguing you're like six, seven and six here. Wait, so he so is- are you saying that perhaps Dudley is more, it should be moved up on the list? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't argue that because I think you're right. I kind of just like, I'd like to leave, I'd like to leave him there until we talk more about this list. Correct. James is like not a fully fleshed out character to me. He's just like, I I just picture him from the movies, like in the, the mirror, you know what I mean? But he never like stuck with me as like an actual character, except for being a real asshole to Snape. Yeah, like I kind of feel like if James and Dudley get included on this list, then like Cormac McLaggen needs mm. to be on this list, right? Oh like, shit, add him. Or, but Cormac he's is a, never nice. No, he's not, but he's just kind of that arrogant, big, beefy, like, but the same as James was, he, except for String Beanie. You know what, Lisa? I'm going to give, I, I, I won't touch Dudley. Dudley stays where he is. Dudley but, <laughs> but I would, I would happily trade out James Potter. For Cormac. I think that's okay. a very good one. All right. Very I good. Think that's a great one. All right. So I am fine with that because 
So the argument, right, is that like girls do like Cormac McLaggen, mm-hmm. right? Like you see like Lavender Parvati kind of like, you know, ribbing on Hermione for going after him, even though she was like messing with him mostly. Um, but like you kind of see that happen where like he's definitely he's just like a typical fratty frat boy yeah oh yeah because doesn't he like he misses quidditch tryouts the year before because he like took a dare or something and it was right he ate something he was stuck in the toilet he they couldn't get him out of the toilets he was like not sick in the toilet i think he was like sucked into the toilet wait i don't remember that are you thinking of montague yeah, are you thinking uh, of the guy who was stu- who was stuck in the like vanishing Fred cabinet? Like George, like shoved mm. in the vanishing cabinet, and then he got stuck in the toilet. Maybe, maybe I'm mixing them up. I love your fan fiction where Cormac was like shoved down a toilet. All of Harry Potter stoned over 2021. He but maybe also, I just really misunderstood. If humans don't have to be the himbos, right? motion to put the bloody bear in <laughs> oh oh interesting how much eight dollar wine have you had lisa a little bit <laughs> just a little bit well, yeah because he like he doesn't talk ever he doesn't talk i mean he was so in love with kind of hot yeah Helena Ravenclaw hot. yeah that he killed her so that's the nicest you can get strong silent type though <laughs> i'm not condoning violence against anyone to I think the murder wasn't great, but for the no, sake of this list, I do think we could probably overlook it. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Baron, huh? But yes, I do agree with the Cormac replacing James. I okay. I like that too. That feels really right to me. Thank you, Lisa. Mm. Welcome. That's what I'm here for. Okay. So my number five, so my, my four through one, I feel incredibly confident on. Okay. Like, I, I feel like they're a lock. My number five is Ron Weasley. And I struggle with this a lot because, and so this is, this is one of the ones where I think my, um, my knowledge of like the, the actor, like Rupert Grant is sort of fucking me up a little bit. Uh, you guys remember how like Rupert Grant got like real big and kind of hot towards the end of the movies. Yeah. in like a redhead way he did in the books too. He was still applying. He was like, remember when they talked about, oh, actually, no, he was always tall and like, he's like, he's like, to take it back. But I don't know. In like the books, he's like very like broad or not in the books in the movies. He's like very broad. He's got those kind of like rugby shoulders. Yeah. 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 Like, and the Fred and George are more. And, and Charlie are like kind of shorter. Are the, and, like yeah. himbo things like Charlie Weasley. If we knew more about Charlie Weasley, Harry Potter gay icon, I think we could make him a himbo. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. He's hotter yeah. because we don't know anything about him. That's He's probably true. Serious. I think I'm- so. In the book, Ron. In the books, Ron was supposed to be. I might have just lost track of our conversation. If you already said this, I'm sorry. Ron was supposed to be tall and lanky. The twins are supposed to be short and a little stockier. So just like Rupert Grint is not. Yeah, they Ron like op- they did the opposite. Yeah, yeah, like they know. just like Harry and Ron didn't grow the way that they hoped they would. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So Basically. I think it's just that Rupert Grant has like a physical himbo quality. Yeah, and also like plays Ron as that sort of like a little bit dumb, funny guy. Yeah, very downtrodden. So like... that that pushes me in that direction, but like Ron. I mean, we yeah, we talk a lot of shit on Ron either. He's kind of mean. He and but well, he's stunted. 
he's emotionally he's not, stunted yeah i i think oh god man i really thought i was gonna mostly agree with, disagree with you on dudley um <laughs> I, <laughs> dudley keeps moving up the <laughs> list <laughs> You've got me with Dudley. Um, I, I, I motion to not keep Ron on the list, but I don't know who to replace him with. I have, I have an idea Ooh. or two, Ooh-hoo. but they're not. Well, Seamus. Oh, I thought about yeah, Seamus. I agree. Actually. We know nothing about him. He was super cute. He was like one of my first crushes in the movie franchise, and he just blows shit up in his own face all the time. And uh, he doesn't do that in the books. We have he seems the, like fairly confident. Right, but he's so cute in the movie, blowing the stuff up. That's like the only thing they gave his character in the movie was twice or three times blowing shit up in his face. But we see his arc in the book of being very like, he's like anti-Harry. What, what happens with him? He um, comes around, but he's kind of a dumb asshole. His mom is like, and like she's very like pro ministry, um, yeah. and so she doesn't believe that Harry could possibly be telling the truth. And right. then once Harry is able to actually tell his side of the story in like yeah. an, a rational way and not in just an angry yelling at people kind of way, yeah, James Ugh. is like, "Fuck, dude." Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's like got Which that loyal huge. Gryffindor thing that he's like, "Hey, loyal to my mom, my family's ideologies and beliefs, yeah. and all that stuff." Um, but you proved me wrong and I'm sorry. Other than, yeah, other than that very small thing, mm-hmm. Seamus fucking shows up every single mm-hmm. time. And yeah. speaking as somebody who has a very strong affinity for things named Seamus, oh. I support Seamus Finnegan being on the list. Drink to that. To Seamus. To, to, both, to both Seamuses. To both Seamuses. Context, Lisa. I recently just had to put my dog named Seamus down and I was very devastated like very 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 sad um so i support anything named shameless right at this moment Cheers. so i'm biased okay so i okay so our list as it stands now we still have dudley holding it down to number seven we have cormac at six and we have Seamus at five does this feel good i like it just a note about ron i really i have a complicated relationship with him because at my lowest of lows, I identify with him. <laughs> and I would really like to just have a Ron episode too, um, or rather as well, because oh, yeah. it's so complicated. Ron is a very complicated character, which is why I, I, I like more than James, I, I disagree with Ron being on the list because he's not dumb. Neither is James, but like Ron is definitely not dumb. He is... Oh, confusingly, like, just his self-esteem is non-existent. Yeah. Um, he's not confident at all about anything, um, which is what most of the time leads to him being aggressive and mean um, as, 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 as when he's feeling the most self-conscious. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and I think that's, like, very relatable. Yeah, he's a child. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think that, I think, yeah, I think, removing Ron and putting Seamus Finnegan, who we really know nothing about mm-hmm. on the list feels great. He seems <laughs> great. Or, or Ferenzi. Well, that was the non-human, <laughs> but he's so, that I was referencing. He's wise, but he's, he's really so smart. And like also kind of dumb. Cause he like keeps Why just being like, because he's a horse. Like, <laughs> 
only the half that counts. I was going to say that he keeps just like baiting his species into just like beating the shit out of him. Not, I'm not saying that it's his fault, but he just like, he has no, he has no sense of like, let's take this a little bit more tactfully. He's like, I'm going to let this human ride my back. I don't care. Also, like maybe people tell us they're smart. I have yet to see a single example in the book of them being that smart. Correct. Yeah. They're also like, whatever. I uh, know. I, 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 I almost moved now. I moved to just, th- I, I, I'm not throwing Dudley off the list. Note. I moved to throw Seamus off the list and put Frenzy there. Okay. All right. I, I'm fine with that. Thought he was so smart though. <laughs> I I don't know what octave my voice is hitting, but I just thought he was like so smart and so wise. He's very kindly. Yeah. Like, he's just so vaguely smart. Like he's just like smart in that way that's like your future will be yours if you let it be yours. Yeah, he's an astrology girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thousand miles there i uh i think that this if i may reroute i'm getting a a sense of some human exceptionalism here where we want to like value our western reason over the astrology girlfriend's perspective yeah yeah, correct. I think so. That's not, I think, I, I think the reason that Forenzi deserves to be on the list is because he is like the pinnacle of just like, I, I, vacuous isn't quite the right word, but he is definitely very like, he's just very vague and like fairly unhelpful unless he's sure. really trying to be helpful. You know, like he's just always like putting his hoof in his mouth. I mean, is he any smarter? Is he any smarter than Trelawney? Yes, but I prove would it. argue no. Prove that- it. How's he smarter? Because oh, yeah, you're right. I can't. He seems more consistent. He is more consistent in the way that he's consistent about nothing, like all the students say. So, like, I get like Trelawney. Obviously, like she gives you like one good prophecy every 16 years, but it's solid yeah. and it is specific. Yeah. Ferenc is like, oh, Mars is bright tonight. And you're like, thanks. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, He's not helpful. I think, I don't know. Okay, I don't want to. Okay, so this is a, now this is officially a, vo- a motion vote. So motion to remove Seamus Finnegan and add Frenzy. I, v- I vote yes. Ugh. It has to be unanimous. Arg. I just want to make everyone happy. I don't know. If we don't Here's agree, Forenzi's out, Seamus Finnegan's in. I think I had a I had a thought. Apparently this isn't a democracy. It has to be unanimous. This has to be unanimous. <laughs> um I get a sense that like centaurs are legit in some way that's like imperceptible. And I don't want to, like, name wizard supremacy right now, but I just want to, like, name that vibe where I think that we're, like, placing human rationality and knowledge above, like, other ways of knowing that might exist among, like, other 
magical creatures, which is probably why it's complicated to bring like other species into the hottest himbos thing. Um, that's me overthinking it. If I'm underthinking it, I'm totally down to put that sexy horse on the list. No, I I agree with you. See, that's why I was saying, like, I, I disagree. I think that Ferenzi is significantly in, more in, intelligent is the is the wrong word, right? Because intelligence doesn't necessarily define like how you necessarily interpret things, right? Right. Um, and so like Trelawney, she could be like fairly intelligent. I mean, she's been fucking with people for years. Yeah. Uh, not successfully, but she's getting paid. She's an alcoholic. She is. Did you but all notice that the whole time? Yeah, she's got no, those sherry true. bottles. I was just naming that for some <laughs> as I drink my <laughs> second beer. But so I still think Frenzy belongs on the list because Let's he definitely it. fits that mold of like, okay, he's got the like, pal- he's a Palomino, right? So he's got that like blonde hair and he's like got the like chiseled body and like you know all the girls like him they want to take the classes with him I think he's just the handsomest thing on the planet right like he is different from like Gilderoy who is the definition of vacuous um except that his intentions are always bad yes that's a good way to think of it frenzy is his intentions are always good like he is a he is a he is a he is a lawful good. Yeah, that's, yes, that's exactly right. And I agree. I, I do think, I like joke about him being a dumb, stupid horse, but I do agree that we're just, he, they are working on another scale that just can't be, can't be applied to right. what our like other human members of this list are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like and Fabio. He- He's like the Fabio. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, he that, absolutely yeah. applies because he is a Hogwarts teacher, thus making him a Hogwarts himbo. Very well. Yeah, that's that's I'll solid. That. So Kate, are you voting yes? I'm voting yes. Yeah! All right. I'm here for it. Seamus is out. Okay, so number four on my slash our list is Hagrid discuss okay i just need you to convince me that he's sexy all i can think of is how much hair he has everywhere everywhere and how he just like drinks out of bucket sized flagons of mead that i imagine are just all over him and i just i think he smells really bad i I, I know gonna, he's a large man. Smells really bad. Go ahead. I'm only going to counter the smells really bad because he is a man who works outside. Mm-hmm. And as a outdoor, literally somebody who makes their career working outside, I also smell bad. So I just want everyone to remember that even when you smell bad, you can still be hot. So That's a good point. <laughs> who's a... God, what was the name of the, who's that lady? Madame Maxine. Right. I don't know if she would have that perspective. She loves him. She Does loves she? him. So she yes. thinks he's hot. All of, the fact that all of Maxine thinks that he's hot makes me there think he must be hot. Yeah. So she probably the- thinks he's a himbo. That makes sense. Okay. So let's put aside maybe what we could argue for physical attractiveness, right? Okay. We we do know that he is very large. Yes. We do know that he's a loving, 
dum dum. He's mm-hmm. a loving dum dum, and so he's got sweet. really big hands. He's got big huge hands. hands. He's got massive feet, little dolphin-sized feet, baby dolphins, mm-hmm. baby dolphins, children's sleds. He's got that dimensions. centaur dick. Got <laughs> See, pants. that's where I almost would draw the line. That sounds terrifying, and like I would want to run away. Well, but he's only half giant, so he's got half a giant dick. Okay, half I a giant dick that. and the tiniest little balls. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, this I want to take that out. <laughs> no, edit my edits. The only note that I put on this whole episode is that I don't <laughs> understand the mechanics of his dad and his mom. It's, it's like, oh, it's something I've thought about. Throwing a hot dog down a hallway. That is literally the definition of throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I didn't even get in there so much. Like, did he just put his whole body in there? Was he? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Just knowing Grop, who's like a half giant, who's like a fucking moron. Well, Grop is a is a full giant. He's just like the runt of the litter. He's just right, a small but he's moron. like still fifteen okay. feet tall. And I guess I'm just having a really hard time understanding the proportions of a twenty foot tall giant. Right. So like, ah, oh, fuck, I have no idea. Because when think- they're when they're at um in, uh, Half Blood Prince or mm, no, maybe Goblet of Fire. When Hagrid and Maxine like go to the the giants in the mountains, like they are described as being, I mean, just like so fucking big. Yeah. And like not, I mean, like humanoid in the sense that they are like roughly human shaped, but like yeah. they aren't just like people who look like you and me, but are like 15 feet tall. Right. Right. But then in that case, like it still doesn't clear up the question of how the fuck they fucked. How did they I- meet? <laughs> that's my question and it's like the and it's also like something that's really annoying because like she made a choice in writing this and it just could have been different so we know like from the very beginning that like Hagrid was a half was half giant and it was his he was yeah. raised by his dad and his dad was like and his dad was also like a little guy mm-hmm. remember like he's described as being like pretty small right like he could like pick him up and put him on his shoulder yeah and so JK had like four or five books before she had to like deal with full-size giants and she could have just made them slightly different she just just made them like 14 feet tall yeah she just like didn't have to make them look like mountains right and even so I because um the first movie came out what like 2005 before all the books were out i just pictured them as like the troll in the dungeon the rest of the time which has kind of screwed up my conceptualization of the difference between them like i don't it just feels like very overlooked right because like grop can like pick up hermione like just Mm -hmm. in like one hand so like I think that but- the problem is that just JK has no ability to understand dimensions. Like she didn't physically try to draw any of this and like yeah. see like what this would look like yeah. because even still, so assuming Hermione's five feet tall, right? So now I'm just trying to put in proportions, right? So Grop's 15 feet tall, right? So she's five feet tall. That's yeah. a third of his height. Try picking something that's a third of your height up in one hand. Uh it's my cat. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that would be like right. lifting so try, your cat up. So try picking your cat up just casually with one fucking hand without a ton of effort. Alan. Right. So I 
Alan. <laughs> so I think that's the problem, right? Is that like, it's actually just unfeasible, the, the, the dimensions that she's set. So I think it's just really hard to figure out, right? Yeah. You know, like it would yeah. be literally picking, he would have been picking up Hermione the way that you are snuggling your cat right now. <laughs> he takes and it would have been very smell. different encounter. Yeah. So the problem I is though, if you, if you question this too much, if somehow JK finds out about it, her response will be like, well, fuck you. I'll tell you exactly how they had sex. I'll make you listen to it. I will give it Wait, to you in detail. I want to and it's hear very about heteronormative. It. <laughs> tell me, JK, how it happened. Nobody enjoyed it. <laughs> Nobody liked it. All right. So I am safe to agree that Hagrid should be on this list. I want him to be on the list. I just kind of sense wanting to move him higher because how much I love him as a person. I think you should see what else is on the list and then decide. That's a good call. Okay. Uh, Because we're not we're not coming to to top three. And it's a good top three. It's a great top three. I think I think it's hard to justify putting Hagrid above these three people. All right. So number three is R.I.P. Cedric Diggory. Yeah, he belongs on this list 100%. You think he's not like that smart? So I think he, no, so he is clever. Like the thing is, I think Hermione says maybe in like Goblet of Fire or something when he's, uh, you know, applying to be the Hogwarts champion where he says that he's like really smart or something like that. But all anyone ever talks about is how handsome he is. Mm-hmm. He's like the manic pixie dream boy of. Yeah, so. Well- and I think that like and I would make the argument that like he is still clever but right he's still like you know he's still capable and he's still smart and able to do the things that he needs to be able to do but like he is the definition of hero trope like he is who you think of like when you think Greek mythology you think Cedric Diggory type like he's like a Hercules you know exactly Mm -hmm. like Hercules wasn't dumb you know he was very capable of what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted to do, but he was still just like kind of like a charming kind of goofy thing in the Disney movie, not in the actual like, Greek mythologies and Greek mythologies. His tra- story is terribly tragic. So our first introduction to Cedric is in um, Prisoner of Azkaban when like you know, Oliver Wood is freaking out because Hufflepuff has a new seeker and, um, and captain and he, he is like explaining to them who he is. So the quote is Angelina, Alicia, and Katie suddenly giggled. What said Wood, frowning at this lighthearted behavior? He's that tall, good looking one, isn't he? said Angelina. Strong and silent, said Katie. And they started to giggle again. He's only silent because he's too thick to string two words together, Fred said impatiently. So I think like amongst the, the other men at Hogwarts who are jealous of this like hot, beefy Hufflepuff, they try to say that he is dumb. Because I think there's like a couple guys who make that comment about him, like only being a pretty face or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that he is like, he's definitely not respected around Hogwarts for being like bookie. He doesn't need to be bookish because he's so hot. So I wonder how far that gets him. 
like i mean based on like real human society gets him pretty far yeah it it didn't have to get him that far in these books he died pretty quick he did he did uh he's probably one of those people who seems smart because he doesn't have to say much to get by but he is like he's very very kind he's very gallant like when um when harry falls off his broom because uh he sees the the grim yeah right at that match and Cedric like tries to get them to like redo the match because he doesn't mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. fair. Like even though he won, like he caught the snitch, he like wants a do over. He's just like a really nice guy. He's a good boy. And he is a good boy. I think it's really like very very sad. Um, at the end of Goblet of Fire, so like after he's been you know killed, they say that he is like the first innocent killed in like Voldemort's new regime. Yeah, goosebumps right now. It's no, I agree. I said Cedric was a like he's a good character. He's a good guy. Like it sucks. Like I get the idea that like he had he had to be that like he had to be written in a way that was just like he was a good character. He was a good guy when he and Harry decided to take the like the the trophy for themselves together, like as a Hogwarts victory. Um, because it had to create enough rage and sadness in Harry when mm-hmm. he died. Um, and so like, not a, a, ba- a bad guy couldn't do that. Yeah. Cedric was a good guy. He, he would have been a good man. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up Chris Child. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he like, oh, wasn't a good guy, child. right? <laughs> he became hey, I a Death said... Eater. Yeah. Uh, where he becomes a Death Eater. Anyway, I just think that's a funny tidbit. So this is my number one and two are the ones that I actually, I mean, I know I have like, obviously really like stepped up to that for Dudley, but these are the two that I actually feel the most seriously about. Uh, my number two is Victor Crumb. Yeah. Is he your soulmate, Sean? I just, I see the way you, like, just light up. you light up whenever he comes up. I, I love Victor Crumb. Um, I, I do, I definitely prefer him in the book, but it is like his actor in the movie that is in my mind as what he looks like. Cause he's physically described quite different in the book from like how he is portrayed in the movie. Yeah. In the book, he's like, He's, he's like, like really, duck-footed. yeah, he's like really scrawny and they see he kind of like walks like a duck and he's got like a very like hawkish nose <laughs> yeah. and his like shoulders are extremely round. Yeah, like, like slow, like, but in the movie, they're just like, what is the most like strapping Bulgarian lad we can find? Yeah, Let's make him. Cake. Yeah, he yeah. is a very, very handsome, handsome actor. So in my mind, when I'm reading the books, he is like the Victor Crumb of the books, but he looks like the Victor Crumb of the movies. And that is actually the perfect man. The perfect man. (laughs) (laughs) We can stop searching because he's, (laughs) we found him. We found him. We know what he's supposed to be. Um, No, I, even though he is supposed to be slight because he is a, you know, seeker um, and like, you know, all of those things. I still think he definitely belongs on this list because he is the definition of that like himbo-y thing. Like he is kind in a way that's like more subtle, 
probably than like Cedric, right? Where Cedric was significantly once they both got crowned champions, Cedric, but they made like a comment in the books, right? That Cedric was equally as famous at Hogwarts as Victor Crumb. Yeah. At that point. Um, and I think the reason for that is because Cedric was just easier to like. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Victor Crumb, he's like just quieter and strong. Like if we're comparing Greek gods, right? Cedric is Hercules. Crumb is Achilles. Like he's just quieter. And he's like, he's very shy, right? Because that's like what Hermione says that he was always like lurking in the library because he was too shy to approach her. Yeah. Which is really cute. Lurker. Yeah. And they I don't know. Of- it, people who like, people who are, um, who don't say much are really intimidating and like, I think easier to resent and easier to feel threatened by. You know what I mean? Um, and I think because he was so famous in the Quidditch world and like such a mysterious heartthrob, like he's not like um, in the books, he's not conventionally attractive, but women like fall over themselves to get to him. And I could see that making him less likable to men who like can't figure out what he has that they don't have other than being an international Quidditch star. Right. But he has the respect of the men because he is such an international Quidditch superstar. True. Very good point. Right. So yeah. like um, the like the big difference, right? If you're comparing, you know, apples to apples, right? Like <laughs> you have Crumb, who is, you know, that kind of like strong, but like quiet and not big, but just like very good at what he does versus like Ludo Bagman, right? Who yeah. is like the definition. Like when I picture Ludo Bagman, I picture like young William Shatner. Yeah, Ludo Bagman is a is a himbo gone to seed. Like that is a hundred percent what I picture. Like I absolutely picture William Shatner in his heyday. When I picture like Ludo Bagman when he was like fully on, you know, the England team and like in his heyday and and all that. So that's kind of what I picture exactly. And like those two things couldn't be more different in terms of like crumb versus William Shatter. <laughs> Quidditch sensation William Shatter. Oh um, my god. <laughs> so I just feel like he still falls into that t- like that that type because he just like kind of falls into that like very specific like bad boy mysterious <laughs> archetype of like but he's still like kindly and good, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Wait, we haven't gotten to number one yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I thought of someone to add to the list once you're done. Oh, who? Not really. I just want to bring we, up honorable we mentions. We have some people who could replace. Yeah, let's, let's, okay, let's Should honorable mentions. Honorable mentions at one. the end. Well, is that how? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, y'all. You ready for this? Yeah. Does does anyone have the internet in front of them? If they could just do a quick Google, um, Google yeah. image. Okay. I want you to Google image Gregory Goyle. No. Also, oh, I 100% know, agree. He's super hot in the movie. He got I really hot by Goyle. the end. 
Crab. No, oh my god, the story the right of the actor. So do you know why Crab got let go from? Yeah, he got a DUI. He was caught growing weed in his house, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so they had to fire funny. him from the film franchise. And then I think his character just did his character cease to be in the books, or did they just kill him at the end? Crab. No, he was in the books. They killed him at the end. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Goyle got really Goyle hot by the end of the movies. He did, but the problem is I can't think of Goyle without going Google Goyle. <laughs> Wait, what? Like <laughs> in the second movie, I forget what the like he says something to maybe I can't remember if it was the scene where they're like fucking with Percy or the scene where they're in the um while they're on Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, I think it's on their because it, it's that same sort of scene where he was like, I didn't know you could read. Right. Like, <laughs> I didn't know you could read. And I then he just that. like Goyle, like Goyle Harry says something and he just goes, Goyle. <laughs> um, the actor, so the Goyle, the actor's name is Josh Herdman. He became a, an MMA fighter. He's a little scary as an MMA fighter. It's the shaved head. Yeah, he looks like a scary. Yeah, but he's still pretty hot. I think we're all just Googling him right now. We are just all Googling him right now. Especially in the last Harry hips. Potter. He's got this, like, very cutesy, like, like, very worried face. Yeah. And, and Goyle is so much more. So Goyle's <sighs> thing is that he's so loyal to Malfoy. Is that his right? Redeeming because quality? like Crab is like yeah. the actual bad one. Correct. Like Crab is like he's realized that he has the ability to like make gains and be higher up on the food chain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when he is, if he supports Voldemort, but Goyle, Goyle's just always just blindly followed Malfoy because mm-hmm. he loves him so much. Yeah. Like he's just like, we've been best friends since we were weensy babes mm-hmm. and we are best friends. And that is all I care about. Which is really sweet. If you think of it that way, it is almost in a himbo way, but it is an almost in a himbo mention. way. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that uh, somehow I don't think Goyle displaces Dudley Dursley. So. Oh, well that so. was never in question. He'd be replacing the horse. <laughs> Should we put him on the the himbos who haint list? (laughs) (laughs) I just added it to the bottom. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Should we talk about number one? Yeah. Unless, unless Kate, you have more uh, honorable mentions. Well, I guess I just want to add Seamus back to the himbos who haint. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Honorable mention. Did Cormac stay on the list? He did. Cormac is on the list. Cormac is on the list. He stayed. He displaced James Potter. Ron. So as a reminder, we have seven is Dudley, six is Cormac, uh, five is Ferenz, four is Hygrid, three is Cedric, two is Victor Crumb, and number one. Who is it, Sean? My my King Himbo and yours, Oliver Wood. Oh, my God. If there's a single soul out there who didn't think Oliver Wood was number one, they should just stop listening to this podcast because Oliver Wood is my g- big, gigantic ex- obsession. Oliver yeah. Wood would rank number one on any hotness list you could think of. Himbos aside, if we are just ranking People. men, women, whoever in the Harry Potter universe, <laughs> Oliver Wood wins. does end up as number one. Every single time. 
every single time Oliver Wood wins hands down across all categories. In terms of him bonus, I would say yes, hands down across all categories. Nope, I don't know about hotness. he's perfect. Hotness. Oh my god! Can His just accent. Go? He's Scottish, right? Oh god! Can and I, I like... know that we're like crossing books to the movies here, but god damn it, the actor that they chose was like so when cute. I was. But you know his name. You know his name, right? Out? You know his last name. You know the actor's last name. I his name is Sean Biggerstaff. Oh, I did know that. <laughs> yeah, I did know that. Mm-hmm. It's bigger stuff. Well, that ends this whole discussion. <laughs> it really does. And I was like, when the, okay, the movies came out in 2001. That was the first time. 2001? Is that right? Something along that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we we're in fifth grade. So yeah, we were like, a, like 10 like years old. God, when Oliver Wood came on, I was like, that was it. I was done. It was like, oh my God. Yep. Sean I like boys. <laughs> It was hit or miss until that moment. I mean, it's been hit or miss since, but every time I go back, it's Oliver Wood. Fuck. Oh my it's God. interesting though, because he has that bone structure that's very, Oh, he, he could be androgynous. In it's his settings, fucking eyebrows, man, and his accent. Oh, everything his about mouth. His, his single-minded focus. Has that boy ever actually gone to class? I'm not sure. No, he Mm-mm. specifically has only ever thought about Quidditch until yeah. like from the day he was born until the day he dies the only time that he didn't think about quidditch, quidditch was during the battle of hogwarts and even still he was he still kind of thinking about it did he die during the battle he did not, <gasps> he did not. oh my god you just <sighs> no but he was gave me there. a heart attack he was there proving how amazing oliver wood is yeah and the way he cried in the showers all the time. And all the time. Things he was like so, that. He was in touch with his emotions. Yeah. I for like in, in making the, sh- in like making our show notes for this, for like all of the other characters, I had all these like points to support my views. And I just like didn't put anything under Oliver Wood because they're, everyone just knows he's that he's the, himself. he's the number one. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows the way he says beater the way I won't even oh my god dishonor it if you can just I don't know if we can roll an audio during the episode the way he he just just, like oh you'd make it there beater Potter yeah the way he names all the balls of Quidditch and he's like bludger You'd make a fair beat or pot off. That's the snitch. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, I mean, bowl me over with a Scottish accent any fucking day. I mean, it literally all it takes is like for you to just be like a little bit from Scotland. I'm and I'm like, wedding. Just I it. I could listen to him just describe the Quidditch balls all day. All like, day. And this is like. When he jumps on the, on the. Yep. When he. Oh, when my God. Like, oh, on the whole. Like, put him back oh. in. Yeah. Oh my God. And this is coming from a group of people. Now, Kate, I can't necessarily speak for you because you actually like sports, but Sean and (laughs) I do not like them. I would listen. I would listen to Oliver Wood tell me about about sports all fucking day long. Tell me about him. But then again, I do. Yeah, no, I love him. I think because I like sports, I like him more for his dedication to the craft and the crying in the showers and yelling at his team and I like a man with passion you know and the thing okay so I think he goes to Puddlemere United 
I don't think he goes to Chad. That's like the minor league. Yeah, he right? goes to Pottermore United. Yeah, yeah. And, so and they're not that good, right? Like that's. I, I have a sense he's like they're not, like minor leagues. Yeah, right. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, he's just kind of like on the next the next step, right? Like yeah. I would suspect that like if he will eventually play for you know a good team. Yeah. Because I he is so. perfect. He's and so I know humble. We have like downplayed the intelligence of some of the men on this list. I don't think we have any reason to believe this man is smart. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And I mean, that's, I think that's better. Yeah. No, it doesn't change my opinion of him at all. He's smart at quitting. I would marry him. Did there are they other, the there are other types of intelligence. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Did they, uh, and it's the airspeed velocity of a. <laughs> <laughs> Quaffle. Um, did they win the House Cup while he was there? They yeah, did. on the third year, oh, finally. God, but only because it. the first and second years, right? The first year they got trampled by Slytherin yeah. um, in the worst defeat in the history of Hogwarts because Harry was in the hospital wing. And then the second year they canceled the Quidditch tournament because of um, Chamber Secrets. You know, you yeah, know people getting thing. petrified. Um, and then the third year they finally won. But the third year was the year that they lost to Hufflepuff. Right, and he tried to drown himself in the shower. But they still fucking won. <laughs> I was so happy for him. I like hated all of the Quidditch scenes, but I was so happy for him. Uh, yep, I think so. I, I've just been like looking him up on Pinterest the the whole time we've been talking. He's got the bone structure. He appeals to me, who likes the ladies and the men's, and so he's kind of like a perfect mix. And his eyes. <sighs> He's well, now so I'm just talking about hot. the actor. <laughs> Did you find there's a picture of of the actor in like a kilt and like the no, full getup? Oh no! Uh, what's his that? name? Oh, it's yeah, pretty good for it. the listeners it's at home. Sean, Sean Biggerstaff. Biggerstaff. It spelled exactly like it sounds. Kilt. But my God, that man can get it. The Truly get I it. Found is called Off Kilt. Sean Biggerstaff and yeah, I, I think it's just gonna be a weird sad message board from 15 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that's what it is there's a picture of him on a swing in a kilt when oh he wears kilts a lot okay this okay, is, okay. Well, it's pretty good he's also only 38 years old so he's just like well within the realm i think he's married but like whatever well within the realm of like you know our age attainable yeah. acceptable it's only eight Pinterest, years older than us 39 best men in kilts and i bet he has a great credit score and you know what because <laughs> you know he's just so humble and hardworking. <laughs> you know what so sean biggerstaff if you're one of our 14 followers do they Love have to have you on credit, the pod. They have credit scores in the Look UK. Up. <laughs> You've got three people who are willing to marry you. Yeah, right. Um, very, very often. We haven't even really talked about him in the most. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, oops. But also, it's also true. Like he he qualifies like all of the same reasons that we were saying. That is him in the books. Yeah. I just think he's just he's just so great. The Quidditch uniforms. Does anyone else find them very sexy? No. You don't find the Quidditch, Sean. Well, they change. I mean, so which which one? Because in the first they're one, they're the, just like, like robes. And then they start getting yeah. it like really, like there's like Different a lot directors. of like elbow pads and shit. Right. Yeah, and then when like Ginny, they... like 
I'll be honest. This is where Bonnie Wright does it for me when she's wearing her Quidditch robes. Um. Yeah, Bonnie Wright could get it any day, any year. Okay. So, yes, but ahead. not in the movies. She's no, like she don't think she so. Is, she is gorgeous in yeah, like she is real a life. She's actually most beautiful person. But like in the movies, they made her look like a piece of toast. I agree. <laughs> You're a hundred percent correct. They did. They, they did. Really I did. don't understand like what their beef was with Bonnie Wright because it makes no sense. She's so hot. They had to try to make her yeah, like, not hot. Who did she piss off that they were just like, we're going to, I don't like, I don't even know what we're going to do. We're going to like wash you out completely. Yeah. No, she is absolutely stunning. I don't understand what they did. But the Quidditch scene when she's like standing behind Harry and her Quidditch robes, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah right. during tryouts, it's pretty hot. It's like, I can understand their relationship better in the context of them both like in Quidditch. Um, right. Yeah. Got a so, little off track here. So that's, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's the list. Episode. That's is, the list. Is there um, any movements within that list? I'm looking back at it now. This Dude, is the uh, hardest decision I've ever. I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid with the list. I feel good about it. I am, honestly, my main takeaway here is just thinking about Dudley. Like, outside of how I've allowed myself to think about him, which is as just like a prick who's not really worth thinking about. So thank you, Sean. Yeah, you definitely changed my opinion a little bit. I wouldn't say a lot. Wait till we do our Dursley episode. Yeah, that's true. I'm still ready to be convinced. That's a Um, promise and a threat. (laughs) This whole episode has just reminded me that I've been single for a very long time. Yeah. And man... Oliver Wood can get it. So we all we all gotta we gotta cool it down. We all we got a little cool too excited. It down, I know. So and and that means we're about to cool it down with some fuck Mary Kill. Yes. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. And so, so this, so I think for fuck Mary Kill, we can go like out of the list. So I think we can do any man in the Harry Potter universe. Agreed. We can like okay. branch off. You can like add them or all beast. in. Beast. Yeah. Um. Or all right. Else elf. So I'm going to start with my, this is, uh, should we start with the hardest one first or? Yes. Okay. Oliver Wood, young Tom Riddle, and uh, Victor Crumb. Oh, Uh, okay. I know we only briefly mentioned this, but we all would really fuck young Tom Riddle. Yeah, no, 100%. He's super hot. Wait a minute. As a Horcrux ghost or as him? Because if we're going to talk about killing him as him, that's a whole different thing than killing his Horcrux ghost. Oh, yeah, you're right. We would save a lot of lives if we just killed him as him. Um, No, Horcrux ghost. ghost. Horcrux, okay. And specifically the actor who was the Horcrux ghost. (laughs) Because he was way more, way hit, he hit the mark way better than the later actor that was chosen. But even in the books, like, okay, so I actually always say, because they always talk about how handsome he was in the books. I always think of him as, um, the guy who plays Thomas in Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. That is so fucking good. That is so good. Yeah. Accurate. 
All right, Let's well, somehow I'm... do a crossover with Downton Abbey. And can yeah, we do we a have... crossover episode of the Downton Abbey actors who are in the Harry Potter franchise? Perfect. <laughs> I know there's a short list of them. Anyway. Um, I think I'm, ga- I'm going to marry Blair. Oliver Wood. Yeah. I'm keeping I'm keeping him safe. Okay. What? I... Sean, let me question you there. You're like highly intellectual and bookish and would probably, I could see you like giving the guy in the library the time of day. I know you're about to talk about Crumb, but I just want to challenge you before you get there. Like I could see you ending up with Crumb. Yes, but like, yes, but there's just no universe where I'm going to kill Oliver Wood. Oh shit. But you could fuck him. I know, but we got, we're talking ghost young Voldemort. Okay. That's hard. How's a girl supposed to turn that down? Yeah. I have a hot take. What's your hot take? What's your hot take? Okay. So I feel like I'm fairly prepared to answer this question. So I think Mary Oliver Wood, because I just want to spend my whole day with him, like looking at him and just staring at him in in, in an inappropriate way. Two, fuck Victor Crumb. And kill Horcrux Voldemort. And the reason for it is because I'm 100% sure Voldemort is a virgin. I don't know. I heard he had a kid. (laughs) No, stupid book. We don't talk about that I'm just kidding. He doesn't give a fuck about humans or human connection or anything like that. He wouldn't have even tried. He was yeah. doesn't care. And not I'm not saying that like being a virgin is bad in any way, but like I don't want like the only person I get to fuck for the rest of my life to be like constantly a virgin. Crumb does seem like he would be a generous lover. Definitely. So that's my logic because that is how I feel about Voldemort. But that being said, I do think that young Voldemort is probably the hottest one. And for that reason, I would fuck young Tom Riddle ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> Where am I going with this? Okay, so I would fuck young Tom Riddle ghost because how many times in your life would you ever get to do that? True. Like, never. Does it even feel like anything? Who knows? Oh, wait, but we'll what if it up. doesn't feel like anything? I feel like I would want him to pay attention to me for like 10 minutes. Like, I feel like that's all I would want out of it. I would just be like, is this happening right now? This is weird, right? You're about to like become Voldemort. Can we just like level for a second? Anyway. Um, And I would marry Victor Crumb because he would till a field if I told him to. He would quit his career in Quidditch if I told him to but he doesn't need to and like he's just like strong silent sexy and he likes to read books and I'm so sorry that I would kill Oliver Wood and I I almost feel like I'm just being contrarian at this point because I've had a couple drinks (laughs) I get it but man that's a choice you're making you're missing out on Oliver Wood I do I do like your reasoning behind marrying Crumb because even though I would marry Oliver Wood, this would be with the knowledge that I would have to support our family because he's yes. he's simply never gonna make it that big in Quidditch. Like yeah, he's gonna lose all his hair, he's gonna cry a lot in the shower, he's gonna you know. Yes, Lisa. Lisa. I'm changing, I'm changing a little. I'm still killing, 
I'm still t- killing Voldemort, um, regardless of his age, only because I genuinely just think it won't be that good. I think he'll be like weird and bleh. Okay, but hold on, Lisa, um, just think for a minute, but what if it would be that good? Yeah. No, but like what it no, but like what if it would be okay, what if so it would be like would? really weird? Is he like really good at fucking? He's like, I'm your diary. <laughs> <laughs> I know all your inner workings. <laughs> okay, so if Horcrux Tom Riddle can read my mind and do whatever I'm thinking, then yeah, he gets fucked immediately. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> assuming that he does not have that capability, right? Yeah. We're sticking to that. The logic now is I kind of want to switch Victor Crumb and Oliver Wood. Um, and the reason I say that is because I think Oliver Wood is so hot and I'm very physically attracted to that man. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I would be that interested in what he has to say. Exactly. So I'm just going <laughs> to fuck him and then hang out with Victor Crumb, who I think would be more interesting to talk yeah. about. Victor Crumb's going to age well, too. You can just, like, kind of tell. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, based on how both... Yeah, I mean, I think they're both going to age well. But I bet he comes with, like... Uh, Voldemort does not age well. I bet yeah, but Crumb... he's a, you're dealing with the ghost one, though. That's that true. doesn't he even matter. He stays young forever. But then when I'm old, that might be weird. Hmm. Well, don't... You just wouldn't marry him. This is weird. No, no one's going to... Him, though. No one's going to marry Voldemort. No, but if you're choosing him as your fuck... Then like, I don't know. Then you're like old and fucking up. Don't knock it. it. Well, I wouldn't be old. I would be my age. Listen <laughs> 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 the thread. I love it. Honestly, I bet Victor Crumb, part of his like I bet he comes with like a like a heritage sourdough starter. I bet he comes with land. I no. bet you're he, right. Victor Crumb he, he comes the, with land. Yeah, he is clear Mary. <laughs> he is the clear Mary choice. Oliver Wood is the fuck because he is so hot. Yeah. But my God, he might be very boring. Wood or Crumb? Yeah. No wood. Yeah. I think he's so hot. Oliver Wood would have been a phenomenal boyfriend during your Hogwarts years. Correct. And then you graduate and you guys go your separate ways. Number one. To your Bulgarian estate with Victor Crumb, your husband. Just whisper beater in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sean, we need your rankings really quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You have you've talked me into it. So I'm going to marry Victor Crumb. Yes. I am still, I'm still kind of with Kate. Like I am a little bit curious on what like having sex with ghost Voldemort would be like. I think it's, it's really one end of the spectrum of the other. It's going to be like really, really good. Or it's going to be really, really bad and scary. And I don't really know which one. <laughs> Can you live with yourself after is my question. I guess it's like one way or the other. I do feel like it's something you can never talk about with anybody. <laughs> it's not even a story you can tell. <laughs> so I guess maybe I would have sex with Oliver White. Yeah, that's probably better. Okay. I'm going to change mine, too. <laughs> I know I came up with the last one, but I have another one. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Bloody Baron. Mm. Nearly Headless Nick. Oh, God. Mm. Or the head of the Headless Hunt. I'm sorry, the head? Of the Headless Hunt. Oh, like the person or just the head? <laughs> nope, the head of the headless hunt. I thought your third choice was going to be Peeves, and I was so fucking ready. Oh, that's way better. Can we do Peeves? Peeves. That's way better. Okay, Bloody Baron, 
nearly headless Nick, but this is very male centric. <laughs> nearly headless Nick. This whole episode is very heteronormative. We'll fix it at some point. <laughs> uh, we, we will do. We'll do an entirely female episode. We're just like a no holds barred. No, yeah, agreed. Um, but anyway, <laughs> nearly headless Nick, bloody Baron, Peeves. Okay, who's not gonna fuck Peeves? Raise gonna, your hand. I'm gonna fuck Peeves. No, yeah, definitely, definitely fuck Peeves. 100%. He's just gonna be like throwing plates around the whole time. <laughs> no, absolutely wild. And I feel Making like it's up like songs. such a fucking toss up between Bloody Baron and, and Nearly Headless Nick. Like I feel like Nearly Headless Nick is so like. No, he's so know, annoying. He just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna marry yeah. the Baron. Yeah. Lindsay Porpington. <laughs> Who wants I think to marry that guy? Because the Baron. Ruffles. Because the Baron is a ghost, he's not going to be able to murder me, so right. I will marry him. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like he'll be quite silent. I like because mm-hmm. all Nick, all headless, nearly headless Nick's going to do is be like, "Oh, I'm so sad." He's going to do that stupid head thing all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't want to look at that. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, "Come to this party. It's <laughs> oh, there's only moldy bread, but I need a wingman." And like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to go to your bad birthday he's party. So gross. But at the same time, Nick is like very sweet and like very loyal. Dime a dozen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the opposite. So, okay, I'm gonna uh, set mine. What? I'm gonna set. Did we? Did we all just have like an agreement on like what ours were? I, well, so. I don't know, Lisa. What did you one? What did you choose? Did we all just agree to marry the bloody Baron, yeah, Peeves, and kill yes. nearly headless Nick yeah. again? Yes. Yeah. Great. Love that. Great. Okay. So, fuck, Mary, kill. Gilderoy Lockhart. All three. Um, All three. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yes. That's your only choice. <laughs> um, Gilderoy Lockhart, Professor Flitwick. Oh. Charms. And um, Professor Bins. Oh, God, Sean. Oh, well, okay. that's super easy. I'm going to get this. Let's just kill Professor Vince because he's very boring. But he'll no, never okay. leave you alone because he doesn't know he's dead. Right. And he just like, keeps it's just talking. Like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I'm definitely going to fuck Gilderoy because I feel like he's probably pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, and um, Mary Flip because he seems lovely and nice and very good at magic. So he can do everything in the house. I feel like he could decorate. Like a, a Christmas tree. Like, I feel like he could just like. He's like fucking ready. He's the charms professor, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who you, that's that husband. Mm-hmm. That's that yeah. Man. And he's also like very loyal to Hogwarts. And yeah. He's just like a good, good soul. And I mean, how are you going to pass up the chance to sleep with Witch Weekly's number one? Uh... Seriously. Exactly. All right. Oh, I didn't come up with any. Molly Weasley. <laughs> okay. Oof. Nymphador Tonks. Or. Rita Skeeter. No. <laughs> I'm going to put her on a different list then. Yeah, she's got it. She, she definitely has to go on a list, but not this list. She definitely um, a freak. Or. Hmm, I've got to come up. We've got to come up with a good third one. Okay, so Molly Weasley, Nymphadora Tonks, Sirius Black. 
Okay. Well, I want Molly Reese Weasley to bear and raise my children. So I'm going to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then I'm go, I'm going to fuck Sirius Black because I was super let down by this wasn't the character's fault, but like, I think JK really let me down with Tonks's character arc. In what way? Like I was super into her in the beginning when she was just this sort of like young, feisty, like R and she was kind of clumsy. Yeah. She was like super free spirited. And then I think probably, probably in response to everyone, like, Oh, look at this like queer icon that she Mm -hmm. gave us. I think she very like JK very quickly was like, Ashley Tonks is just like super in love with Lupin and she's going to get really like boring and just obsessed with her husband. And she's not going to be this kind of fun free spirit anymore. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. And the only reason I'm going to disagree is because like women are allowed to have feelings about the partners that they are with. So And that is like, I think that like, it's a very real human response in terms of like, she's like super fun and quirky and like, that's amazing. And she's super upbeat, but like, she's also allowed to like, want a partner and like, want a kid and like, want those things. And then she still didn't change. Like she still like went to the battle of Hogwarts and did all of the the things. Like I actually really support Tonks. Yeah. I guess I never bought her relationship with Lupin, so it was hard well, to buy into we, any else. We're biased. We think Lupin belongs with Sirius. So we never really bought that Lupin was into the relationship. I think that it's that is our issue more with the relationship than Tonks being with the relationship. Like, I agree. I think, like, you know, kind of taking away, like, a cool queer icon is, like, a huge bummer. But I don't think that Tonks' feelings about the situation should be in question that's fair i love your take on that lisa um i i think you guys are gonna be mad at me can you guess <laughs> what i'm gonna say are you gonna kill molly weasley yes yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no wait no wait no wait no wait no wait no wait i got that wrong i've been like scratching notes furiously on little post-its so i'm gonna kill Sirius. yeah because okay. he fucking brings me down i just don't care about him he's just a guy he's just like cishet entitled don't like him. always an asshole he's also in love with james yeah he, no, first of all he he's not he's not heterosexual though sorry he's just how i love with lupin I, I like i'm taking the like surface level and i'm like i don't i don't know um he also he just like seemed like he didn't have a great moral compass the whole time even though he's like loyal little gryffindor i'm loyal um but he was kind of an asshole so molly i'm gonna fuck molly because i think that it would be really sweet and connecting (laughs) (laughs) and the reason i don't want to marry her is because she's just like already like done the whole thing <laughs> I like, don't want to like be maybe I'm just like being a single person right now but I'm like I don't want structure I don't want someone who's like 
already like got the partnership thing down. I don't know. You don't want to be just, step-parent to like all of the Weasley children? I don't want to be step-parent to all the Weasley children. I don't want to be like, I just like, I want a fresh start. So I want to hook up with Tonks and probably end up marrying her. Who knows how it's going to go? Maybe we'll both die in the Battle of Hogwarts. It's fine. But like, I feel like Tonks is a little more relatable to where I am in life right now. And definitely a queer icon which i need and the shape-shifting thing is cool and sexy so so that's where i'm at so molly fuck molly uh marry tonks and kill Sirius. i would surprise you but i'm a hundred percent in agreement and Yay! the reason that i'm in a hundred percent agreement because i am like i'm in the position in my life where like i would definitely i definitely in in my life i want to like have a partner and have kids and do the thing yeah I'm just not quite ready for it and I feel like Tonks would be like way more on board to be like hey let's dip for four months and go backpack in the middle of the Canadian Rockies yeah and that's like (laughs) what I need (laughs) yeah and I have a duck nose or not I have a duck nose this is entertaining as fuck yeah also the that is the only thing that would be a kind of a bummer for not choosing Tonks for your fuck She's a metamorph magi. Well, if you marry her forever. Do we get to have sex with the marriage too? Yes. Uh, Well, I guess that's not really in the spirit of the game though, is it? No, it's not. What do you mean? This is a a sexless marriage. Oh. It's a a procreation marriage only. Yeah, you like bud. We should have talked about this. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you'd be like having your cake and eating it too. That's true. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of feel like so tonks this is the now this is the only where i'm faltering i'm like talking myself out of it is tonks could literally change herself into anything that we wanted in our sex life but what I'm does changing she my, want does i'm saying like like what we wanted like what like what we discussed as the partners and like we're like this is great like let's yeah. do this thing but True. molly weasley has had a lot of practice <laughs> at least seven times probably a ton more way more there was like that one scene where she's talking about like her and arthur meeting up after (laughs) i don't remember that they're talking about how like the it was fun like i forget what they were talking about but it was the they were talking about how um they like met up after hours one time and it was like oh yeah because the the old caretaker found them right yes and but it didn't matter because she and Arthur were destined for each other. So that's really cute. Yeah, it's real freaking cute. It's real, real cute. So I do actually feel like Molly Weasley would be like a really gentle lover. Definitely. She'd be like really nice. She's really supportive. And she would tell you what she needs and she would ask what you need. You can tell she's communicative. <laughs> Definitely. She'd be great. She'd be really lovely. I bet she would um, love But I just think to... like Tonks would be like way more fun of a partner. And yeah. you mean par- partner in like the romantic sense. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My three. Got Snape, Lucius Malfoy, and Rita Skeeter. Discuss. Oh. I, I, I am... Two of them I have to work out. I'm going to fuck Rita Skeeter. Okay. 100%. 
Okay. Can no, you explain why? No, I love Rita Skeeter. She is one of my favorite. She's up there with Gilderoy Lockhart is like one of my favorite secondary characters. I think she is just in, in the same way Lockhart is. She is like a character that exists in her own world. She has like a shtick and like sticks to it the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think that she is one of JK's like better consistent characters. I just think she's fun. I think she's absolutely wild. I love like the way she's physically described. I I love Rita Ski. And I also love her as like someone who was in like journalism and writing. I like mm. have a special spot in my heart for her. Um and her sordid yellow journalism. <laughs> um I want to I want to read her Dumbledore book. I want yes. everything to do with Rita Skeeter. Uh, so I I would choose to fuck her. I am struggling more between Snape and Lucius Malfoy. What is the debate there for you? Because I know Sean, you and I are both very pro Snape. Uh, we are yes, we are pro Snape. I Snape is definitely a character I have like struggled with more as I've gotten older. I think like as a kid reading it, I was very single mindedly like pro Snape I always Mm. believed in him I like never questioned his loyalties yeah as an adult obviously it becomes a little bit more tricky when you see the really unhealthy way that he fixated on Lily and the kind of obsessive nature of that Mm -hmm. um makes me a little worried about marrying him damn that's a really good perspective yeah mine feels fairly obvious to me Okay. Like, I feel like, oh, it's not actually that obvious, I guess. I was going to say, so my my automatic is just get the fuck rid of Snape because I've never had a love of Snape. Interesting. I think Snape is like, like just filler. Like, I just, <laughs> I never liked Snape. I've never liked him. So I've always wanted to get rid of Snape. Oh, but then that leaves me with fucking Rita and Lucius. Oh, but Lucius is like such a family man. He's so rich. He's so rich. But no, yeah, yeah, well, he is very rich. He loves Um, his family. He loves his fucking family. So, okay, that's it. I'm going to fuck Rita, marry Lucius. Uh, That's kind of where I'm leaning to. Honestly, I might lean into that with you all because I can't imagine like spending time with Snape and enjoying it. No, like, God, it would be awful. Yeah. He sucks. I think I like the idea of him vaguely. Oh. I like the idea of his redemption story. Yeah, but then imagine and trying he's to a real... fuck him. He's literally yeah. always described as being, like, greasy and, like, Whoa. I do. I do want to spend time in some other episode exploring these Snape thoughts uh because Lisa I actually didn't know you felt as negatively about him as you do and I think that's interesting and I I would like to explore that I would like to explore it too this is I love that this is opening up like so much of the world well (laughs) okay well that wraps us up for the longest weirdest episode we've ever recorded so um if you have hot takes which I assume plenty of people do um please actually write them to us yeah um we're not very good at checking email because we don't really assume we have anybody who emails us um but we'll try and 
Instagram is a great way to get Instagram in touch with us. The best way. The best uh, way. We're at Watcher Harry Pod on Instagram. You can DM us or you can comment on any of our posts. You can tell us whether you think we're wrong or you can stand in support of Dudley Dursley with me. I would love that. Wow, well, that's a really, really hard push for yourself there. <laughs> I'm call- calling all Dudley fans. I'm a never Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> excellent thanks everyone thank you guys for coming for the ride with us and we're sorry (laughs) (laughs) the watcher harry podcast is hosted by lisa moen kate kelleher and me sean fitzpatrick it's edited by me sean fitzpatrick and our theme music is dance macabre busy strings by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com it's licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license